0: Welcome to Greater Good Radio Hawaii, where leaders inspire leaders. Greater Good Radio Hawaii is dedicated to social entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Evan Leong, and with me is my co-host, Carrie Leong.
1: Mahalo, Evan. Today's guest is Gary Maunakea-Forth, who co-founded the 5-acre Ma'o Organic Farm and Aloha Aina Cafe in Waianae four years ago to help the youth and economy of Waianae. Please welcome to Greater Good Radio, Gary Maunakea-Forth.
2: Hey, Aloha. How are you doing?
1: Can you tell us a little bit more about the Ma'o Community Food Service?
2: The Ma'o Community Food Security Initiative, which is a mouthful <laughs> at any day exactly, of the week. Exactly,
1: it's a mouthful. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit more about it and why it's important?
2: Sure. Well, um, I guess five years ago, maybe six even now, that um, a group of community, uh, I would say activists, but you know, people active in their community in Waianae, came together to do some community planning around sustainable communities. Um, they wanted to figure out what sort of future for Waianae and they also wanted to figure out how to solve some of the problems then that were just starting to come to the fore, things like uh, drug abuse with crystal methamphetamine poor education, those kinds of things so we uh, it was kind of a group of younger people, Uh, we were younger then obviously uh, in our early 30s um, and wanted to develop something that would be uh, would would generate income in our community and create jobs so um, the long you know the long version of the story is that it took five years to develop a farm uh, a cafe uh, a youth leadership training Uh, the short version is that we we really wanted to to create jobs in our community by starting a non-profit organization that got involved in agriculture and producing food so what when we talk about community food security we're talking about basically sort of returning to some of the older ways where we actually grew some of the food we we eat so it's not Coming in on a plane or on a on a on a barge or from somewhere else that uh, God drops it from, but we produce it ourselves. And within that, we produce uh, jobs, and uh, we understand how we eat and and deal with the food. It's a really simple concept. Yeah.
1: How many of you were involved in that team?
2: Well, at one time or another, there was at least a dozen people, and 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 gosh, this started. Uh, it started, you know, the real formal way over a barbecue and and beer, <laughs> and um, you know that that was food. So we started talking. Uh, I, I guess all of us were involved in organizations in one way or another. There was a teacher, um, someone involved with uh, nonprofit organizations at the time. I was working for the city and county in in, in job creation and job development, and um, a lot of us were. You know, I think I was the only one that wasn't from Waianae, born and raised, and the other ten or eleven folks. So we're just really concerned about the future of their home. So you know, over the course of talking, 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 you know, figuring out whether we're serious or not, you know, wondering whether we should start a business or a nonprofit organization or hook up with the many nonprofit organizations that are already doing good work. We did a bunch of research and figured that that if we wanted to combine education of youth and economic development. Agriculture and a particular organic agriculture would be um, would be kind of viable. So the first thing we did was we wrote a business plan centered around organic agriculture. I should step back a little bit though. I mean the first thing we figured out was, you know, what does our community want? You know, we, we figured that, you know, if we build a nuclear power reactor in our community, someone's gonna be annoyed. <laughs> if we try to build condos at the beach, we're gonna be annoyed ourselves and certainly we're gonna annoy some other people. So we wanted to figure out what our community wanted. <clears throat> So we went to um, various community meetings and lots of community planning sessions, and it turns out that agriculture was a huge part of Waianae's economy. Um, Lulule Valley, where we're located, is actually the biggest valley and one of the most fertile valleys in the state of Hawaii. But there's not much agriculture going on there now. A little bit, for sure, but not a lot. So agriculture was sort of the the key that moved us. The idea was coupling agriculture with young people.
0: So... Now that the you know, the Mao community initiative is, is generating so much uh, you know, success, what, what are the components of it? How does it actually work?
2: Um, the easiest way to see it is 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 there's six components. Two of the income generating components are the organic farm, which is um five acres, and then we also have a cafe storefront, which is a breakfast and lunch, you know, restaurant called a Lahaina Cafe. Those are the income generating generating uh, ventures but they're also the key things that employ people as well and then you know within entrepreneurship they're actually doing it so they're developing customer relations you know re- refining the product finding services dealing with the management issues all those kinds of things so there's a two two of the parts then with then the, the core youth component is an out of school leadership training program and that's for kids anywhere between the ages of 17 and 25. What we do with them is uh, we run a 10 month long leadership training program that's hooked up with Leewood Community College.
1: Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii, please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. Today's guest is Gary Kea forth who co-founded the 5-acre Ma'o Organic Farm and Aloha Aina Cafe in Waianae four years ago to help the youth and economy of Waianae. Gary shares with us more about the Yale University Business Plan Competition he and his team placed in. This year, they were one of four first runners-up in the competition and are shooting for the grand prize next year.
0: Gary, how many youth are in this program?
2: So each year we recruit uh, between 4 and 12 youth to a leadership training program. It's 10 months long. They're paid as part-time workers. Within the training program, they, they receive classes, uh, mentorship from older people and all kinds of other opportunities.
0: Is it mostly on agriculture that they're learning or are they learning, you know, other skills as well? Yeah,
2: there's, there's four parts to the curriculum. Um, organic agriculture is one huge component and entrepreneurship, obviously, as well. There's a Hawaiian cultural piece as well. And then there's a personal development set as well. So they'll learn things from, um, um budgeting, savings, setting goals, that kind of stuff, communication skills, conflict resolution skills, that kind of thing. So, We've, we're in the process of just starting, having one month started, um, our fourth class. Each year we've, uh, we've, we've graduated eight, between eight and 12 youth. Of those group of kids, each year we've rehired a total of four kids now. And I shouldn't call them kids. These are, these are 20 and 21 year olds. And now they are the core group that's actually running the organic farm. So they're full time workers. And, of that group, two of them were very very instrumental in the yale business plan competition they um they helped develop the business plan more importantly, they went to New York with us and they did the presentation that actually i, mean, I guess helped us to play second we you know, it was a real interesting thing because they they named the winners of the competition there were five five organizations left to name, and we were you know the the top four would have won one hundred thousand dollars and they named us as as fifth so we were in the second tier it was very we are tantalisingly close to to winning a lot more money, but the the experience uh, having these youth present to um, you know a set of judges that were from Yale University and Goldman Sachs was was amazing.
0: What did you see that they got out of it? I mean, did you just see their their eyes brighten up? They have new new outlook, or what? What do you think are the most important things they got out of that?
2: Well, I guess the most important thing for the future is that I guess they figured that this business plan explains our operation. And I guess with the scrutiny that the business plan has been under, now they understand that it actually can work. Um, there, there's all sorts of other th- reasons that they've, you know, they've seen that it can work. I mean, our products sell; people come back and they say they like the the salad that they eat. Those kinds of things. When when we sell it to restaurants, people want more. But I guess at this level, with the idea that we're going to build on what we've, what we've already got, you know, three, four, fivefold they could see that other people really, really did understand the concept and sort of checked it off as being, okay, this is really viable. It was sort of a monumental point for them to actually buy into the whole concept because, I mean, you're talking about 20, 21-year-olds buying into the idea of working 60, 70 hours a week, committing to, yeah, sure, they're going to get a profit share and own a portion of this business, but it's a choice at their age that I I wasn't prepared to make when I was – I would have made this kind of choice when I was their age. Did they
0: actually start writing the business plan themselves, or was it a collaborative event thing? Did you help with that, or how, who wrote it?
2: Well, the business plan evolved over five years, so mm-hmm. it's probably the the fourth or fifth business plan, or you know, re-edit of the business plan we actually originally wrote, and and I wrote most of it, but you know, they they submitted you know critiques of it, which is more important. A business plan writing is really sterile. The most important part of it to me is implementation. Um, You know, there's some beautiful business plans out there. You know, the dot-com era has, you know, libraries full of wonderful business plans, but the implementation is the critical thing. And then understanding the market opportunity. So they really understand the market opportunity. And I think that's the critical thing for organic agriculture, at least, in, in this state.
1: How long did it take you to implement the plan once it was written?
2: well it's it's been an evolution yeah i mean the the biggest fact to consider for us was that organic agriculture doesn't happen overnight and it's it's taken three years to de- build to build out our system and by that i mean in, a, in an organic agricultural system, you need to plant trees and you have you know a lot of biological diversity. you do a lot of um, you know, a lot of remediation of the soil we plant things like cover crops which don't bring any income in at all. Uh, we do a lot of composting of steer manure. Um, so it's taken three years to get half of the land we have, two and a half acres, just really, really cherry so that it's producing stuff at the highest quality. And now we've just started in the last two or three months to do the same process to the other two and a half acres. So implementation, you know, one thing with this business plan, you know, it shows in the first year we make nothing, the next year make a few thousand, the next year make 60,000, then year four, five, and six. It really doubles from those years because... You know, a mango tree doesn't grow overnight, and I used to take three or four years for, to to develop the maturity of that. So, um, I would say right now we're we're about a year away from the the maturation of 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 how we 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 want things.
0: See, that's an important lesson for the youth to learn because they can see long term. They see that what they're doing today they may not see necessarily tomorrow, but the day after and the day after that is where it's really going to pay off from.
2: Yeah, sure. I mean. Um, uh, my wife always tells me there's an old Hawaiian term called ho'o which is you have to breed patience. Um, and within patience, you're also on a constant basis critiquing what you're doing. So a lot of local kids have an I- issue with, like, being critiqued. So we, we, we do a lot of evaluation.
1: Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. We're back with Gary Monica fourth president and founder of Ma'O Organic Farm and Aloha Aina Cafe. Gary, can you continue telling us about how this has impacted the youth and how for them to see what lies ahead of their future?
2: Well, I guess well, you know the the future is just it, it's so incredible the opportunity in organic agriculture. We've you know, we've set up relationships and partnerships with people like David Cole, who's now the CEO of Maui Lana Pine. And, you know, two of our youth last week went to Maui Lana Pine to help show them what we're doing in organic agriculture and network with Lahaina Luna High School. So, you know, the, the level of uh, esteem that they're given from other people in the marketplace and the sense of pride they can get from the thing they've already done is, is radical. Um, I think the most important piece, though, is how how what they learn and how they perceive this business opportunity unfolds to the other youth we work with, uh, because the four youth that are the key component of the organic farm are graduates from our internship. Um, in the internship, currently, we have four other youth. And then in the high school, we work with about 25 youth. Um, they're a Wainai High School, and six of those youth are on paid internships, Um, From that group of kids, we also work at Wai'anae Intermediate School where where we run a program called the Aipohaku Workshop, which over the course of a semester works with over 500 kids. So as you go down through these tiers of kids, you get youth-on-youth mentoring. So it's not some haole guy from New Zealand Mm -hmm. uh, solving the problems for these kids, but them solving the problems with themselves and figuring out a a solution for you know, whatever's going on wrong in their families. Uh, I think the coolest thing about agriculture, whether it's organic or whatever, is that on a constant daily basis you always have these problems. Something breaks, you know, some bug eats something else, and you've always got to look at problem solving. So they learn the skill that's like, you know, you cannot call a plumber up to fix it because he costs $75 an hour. So you've got to learn all these things. You become someone that multitasks. So I think the ability, you know, I can see one of the issues for us in the next few years is is people headhunting our youth and wanting them to work for other organizations. So we're going to have to figure out, you know, how to pay them well. We're going to have to figure out how the business works well enough so that the profit share is is fair enough to keep them uh, wanting to work in Waianae. And then, you know, other issues, are, are many of our youth get to travel. You know, we've taken youth to New Zealand and to New York, to Boston, to California, and now another group of youth is going to New Zealand at the end of the year. You know, I can see that those things look attractive. There's other youth doing cool things down there, and so the idea of, like, losing some of these youth is is sort of a double-edged short. It's fantastic for them to have these opportunities, but um, we've got to keep training more youth to take their places.
0: These programs that you've set up now, because Ma'o seems to have so much momentum with uh, restaurants like Town and then relationships with, like, the gift Foundation. Can you talk a little bit more about that and how that kind of helps your, your mission?
2: Well, you know, in fact, one of the objectives, one of the six objectives that was originally formulated for the nonprofit organization, which is the Wai'anae Community Redevelopment Corporation, and that's the nonprofit that set up Ma'o, was one of one of the six was that we would start partnerships and collaborative ways to work with the idea that, you know, my resources can leverage someone else's mission and someone else's resources can, you know, leverage mine, vice versa, sort of thing. So we've really actively tried to find partnerships and people that we can work with in the future. I mean, it doesn't work well sometimes, I mean, because some people have different ways of working. So we've gone through lots and lots of um efforts to build relationships with people like uh Leeward Community College, Kaiser Permanente where we run a farmers market and Uh, You know the restaurant town with um, with Ed Kenny as the owner has been an incredible help to us because they've taken our food and put it in an environment that's very discerning. And if our product wasn't good enough, it wouldn't be there. And we have to constantly, on a daily basis, worry that it is good enough, (coughs) which makes us better as entrepreneurs. Um, That's one thing. I mean, and the other, you know, Ed and uh, his um, his uh, his co chef. Dave, they come to Waianae all the time, and they're t- teaching kids about food. So yeah, the concept working with them is like you know we we want to teach kids love and respect for food because you know you know we, we we can open a can of spam, we can open some you know open a can of whatever, and that's fine to eat every now and then, but the idea that we have our producing our own food in our backyard, whether it's whether it's pork or hogs for kalua, or whether it's luau for you know to make or whatever. We should be producing it ourselves because, at least in Wainate, we have the land to do it and the resources to do it. So, I mean, the town relationship has given us a lot of pride. You know, our greens are mentioned at the top of their menu, which is really cool. In terms of the Gift Foundation, I mean, the Gift Foundation are you know, a group of youth around 25 to 45, and they have helped to fund some of our programs here. Yeah?
1: Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio.
0: Fine. We're staying cool on
1: Hawaiian time. nice, sunshine in your mouth. For bubble tea supplies in your home, at a party or business, contact Bubble Tea Supply at 948-2622 or online at bubbletea.com. Neptune nice, the sunshine in your mouth. You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. Today's guest is Gary Mauna Keaforth who co-founded the 5-acre Ma'o Organic Farm and Aloha Aina Cafe in Waianae four years ago to help the youth and economy of Waianae. Gary shares with us how he partnered with young and energetic children with running a successful community-based business.
0: How did you guys end up meeting with Ed Kenny from town and how did you end up meeting with you know, the Gift Foundation people. How do you guys come together?
2: Uh in the case of Ed, it was the he was the executive chef at Cafe Lani Akea at the YWCA. And a friend, a mutual friend, said we should take some vegetables down there and see if he would uh, buy them. And at that point we were you know, we were just producing a little bit of stuff. I mean one beat here and there and that kind of <laughs> stuff. But, so uh, we started with Ed just giving him a mystery box. I think he started buying a twenty-five dollar mystery box, and we would stuff in it whatever we could we could harvest out of the ground that wasn't eaten by bugs. And he started working in different different recipes, and it really started to work, kind of cool. Um, I mean, one day we had a bumper crop of radishes, and he made radish soup for three days, which you know, I wasn't <laughs> I didn't like it that much, but it sold, which was important. <laughs> um, so that that relationship matured from from there in terms of the Give Foundation, folks. You know Hawaii's a small place. I went to college with someone who was married to someone and um Nate Smith, who's become a really good friend. He's instrumental in the gift Foundation, and his wife I went to college with Heather Williams, so okay. they interviewed a whole bunch of nonprofit organizations to you know to figure out who they wanted to build a fundraiser around and We were fortunate enough last year to be chosen as one of or two organizations that they that they funded and I mean it's important for us too because um the the demographic, um, you know, the twenty five to f- early forty somethings, is really the one that's sort of um, partly motivating this movement towards organic agriculture. It's certainly the baby boomers because they're starting to get old and and they're looking for healthy food and those kinds of things. But um, this younger generation of people, I think, will make the marketplace you know very expansive. You know, Ed is young and he started this new restaurant and that's become extremely popular. And it's taken food. I mean, I mean, there's amazing food in Hawaii as it is, with you know, roy's and Anna wong's and stuff like that. And Ed has sort of put a different twist on it, you know, um, which which isn't as, isn't as complicated as some of those kinds of things. But you know, the food is radical. So I guess um, you know, being around the same age as all these folks, we've sort of like uh, run into each other, sort of thing. And you know, the gift foundation has a great concept. I mean, they throw a big party. <laughs> And I raise a lot of money, so it's a lot of fun. Um, hopefully, we'll get invited to the party this year. We'll see what happens. Can you
1: tell us a little bit more about how they help old
2: community? Well, the Gift Foundation they 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 basically run an, um, a fundraiser which raises a lot of money in one fell swoop. And um, for us, and the the other organisation was the Positive Coaching Alliance. It raised thirty thousand dollars for each group. And for an organ our budget um, annual budget a little under half a million dollars. So you're talking about you know seven or eight percent of our entire budget they raised, and for an organisation that's a non-profit organisation, you know some of our funding is um, is on contracts. So we have to spend the money, and four or five weeks later, and in some cases six weeks later, we get the money back. So we need cash flow. Um, we're fortunate, the farmers, at such a point right now that we generate enough cash to to sustain things. But at that point in time. At that point in time, we really, really needed some cash just to sustain some of our programs until other cash came in. And this is you know one of the big issues with, with small businesses. How do you run your inventory and how do you run your accounts receivable? So that was you know just a blessing in disguise for us. We didn't think we didn't put in our budget. we were going to get this money, and it came in. And then on top of that now, you know we, we've just run a fundraiser at town restaurant for this New Zealand trip we're taking with, with young people. So we sold $100 tickets for you know this great night of like wine and food and, you know, and just great fun. And, and, and half the tickets, I think, were sold to people from the Gift Foundation. So, I mean, they're long-term, you know, big-time supporters of, of what we're doing. I mean, we're producing food that we intend to sell half an hour in our own community to support the health and the, and the community of Waianae, and half we need to bring into town to, to, to sell to people. And over the over the long term, those kinds of people become, you know, become our best and biggest customers. Mm-hmm. Um, and and a marriage between those people that's based not just on a, a monetary transaction but on values is critical. I mean, that's how Hawaii operates. You know, we operate on on relationships. And so those guys come out to Waianae and work in the garden. Heather Williams has brought kids from Punahou who are in a summer program from all over the state. To the farm to weed and work on the farm, so the, there's you know there's a real nice marriage going on with some of these and and this is indicative of some of the partnerships we have, including you know Leawood community college and and um, Kaiser Permanente
0: What kind of success stories are you having from you know the kids that are going through these programs? Have you seen any that really stick out in your mind?
2: Yeah, I will. I mean the four crew uh, that's Chris Ikaika, Manny, and Kanoi. They're running an organic farm. They're 21-year-old Hawaiians running an organic farm. So that's the, that's the first and foremost, most successful story we have right now.
0: Thanks for joining us today on Greater Good Radio. For more information or a transcript of today's show, please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. This is your host Evan Leong and Carrie Leong saying please join us next time for another episode of Greater Good Radio, Hawaii.